Morning, everyone. Welcome to the gathering of Living Way Church. We're glad to be back with you guys. If you're a guest with us, Pastor John and I have been out of the country, so this is our first Sunday back, and we are so happy to worship with you guys. Excited about what the Lord is going to do today. We're going to tell you all about our trip and share testimonies. It's going to be a good time together, but if you'll stand, we're going to start our service with prayer. All right, I'm going to start by uh, reading some scripture to you, because that seems like a good way to start our time together, is just have God's word in us. Uh, it's a, it's Psalm 33. I'm just going to read you the first five verses. Although the entire chapter is really great, I encourage you to go home and read it. But this is out of the Passion Translation. Listen to this. I'm just praying. Uh, so the, it's, it's about worship. Maybe I should share first before I read it. Okay. I, I think that the Lord is just doing something with his people about worship. And after being in Poland, you guys, these young people in Poland are insane worshipers. They're just all in. They, they are just, they just worship. You can't hardly get them to stop. They just want to worship Jesus all the time with all their instruments. And it's just amazing. And I, I just, I just watched these young people in Poland respond to just a spirit of worship, watched it rise up in them. And I thought, Lord, there was one time that was really strong. And I thought, God, that's what I want. I want to take that back and impart it to our church, that there would just be a, a fresh spirit of worship that would rise up from the depths of us. And uh, a couple days ago, I was reading this, this passage, and I love just kind of the passionate words that it uses. Listen, it's time to sing and shout for joy. Go ahead, all you redeemed, redeemed ones. Do it. <laughs> praise him with all you have, for praise looks lovely on the lips of God's people. Play the guitar as you lift your praises, loaded with thanksgiving. Sing and make joyous music with all that you've got inside. Compose new melodies that release new praises to the Lord. Play his praises on instruments with the anointing and skill he gives you. Sing and shout with passion. Make a spectacular sound of joy. For God's word is something to sing about. He is true to his promises. His word can be trusted. And everything he does is reliable and right. Isn't that powerful? God's word is something to sing about. And I love the passion uh, of these verses that make worship more than just like, hey, play your guitar and sing. It's like, let everything inside of you well up, sing and shout and give God praise with everything you have, with all of your passion, because his word is worth singing about. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords who is worthy of everything that we have to bring to him. And so as I read that this morning over and over. I just thought, God, that's what I want to see in our hearts this morning. I just want to watch God just birth passion in our worship that just can't be contained, that we would come before his throne with all he is, knowing that he is true to his promises, that his word can be trusted and everything 
that he does is reliable and right. Amen. I'm going to pray over you and you can join with me if you want to. Father, we love you and we thank you for who you are. God, I just pray for some of us who came in just just feeling down or just in our normal routine, God, that you would just begin to bust those parameters in our minds and in our hearts and in our spirits, God, that we would feel that spirit of praise beginning to rise up in us, God, that we would lift our eyes to you. And God, when we see you, when we see who you are, when we see your glory, we have no other choice except to give you praise and glory with everything we have. God, we will be marked by joy this morning in our praise. We will be marked by passion this morning in our praise. God, we thank you for just uh, inhabiting our praises in a sweet way this morning, Lord, that you would just make your presence almost tangible in the room as we worship together today, Lord. We thank you and we will lift you high because you are good and you can be trusted and your word is worth singing about in Jesus name. Amen. A couple of times. And if you've never had the experience of worshiping in multiple languages, I encourage you to do that. Even if you just go visit a Spanish speaking church here in town, go experience it. It does something to your spirit because the kingdom of God transcends all language. So, man, we were thinking of this. I was thinking of this this moment in Poland where you just have all these people crying out, Sveti, 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 Jesus, holy, 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 Jesus. Sveti, Sveti, Sveti. God's holiness just... It doesn't even matter what language. It's in every language. And when you join your language with someone else's to just declare the holiness of God, man, that's, it's powerful. It's just a unique experience of just worshiping with every tribe, every tongue, every language, everyone. It's a picture of heaven. You know, we're, I, I don't, English isn't the only language in heaven. Sometimes in, in America, we kind of think that way. Sometimes I think they probably joke around the world that it's, that we think it's that way. But every tribe and every tongue, every language has a word to say Holy. Holy are you, Jesus. And when you begin to hear that in other languages, it's powerful. I started going to Poland in 2008. So it's been a long time. And, you know, we were led in worship this year by kids who I've known since they were four five and six. And it's just such a joy to go and watch them be who God made them to be. They, they kind of started meshing this little worship team together probably four years ago in 2000, three years ago. 
was the first time they ever led at any of the camps, you know, and it was a little, it was a little rough and around the edges, but man, they just got up and did it. And we were like, yeah, you guys are awesome. You can have the youth worship team. It's going to be great. We're going to worship with you. And they sang, you know, like the three songs that they knew and they would start it and then it would stop and then they would start it and they'd get through one song and they'd all like be like, we made it through a song and then they'd start again, you know, with a new song. And, uh, and then, you know, you fast forward three years later, they are the worship team for their church. And they have a connection to God's heart that's just released when they play. It's incredible. And these young people have taken it upon themselves to just disciple people and train them in new instruments just all the time. And it's, it's not like adult led, like they just go, Oh, you're new in youth group. What do you want to play? And, uh, so they just pull them in. And so every year at camp, there's somebody new on some new instrument that they're like, so last year there was a kid, they, they set up two drum sets, you know, cause when you're training a drummer, that gets a little sketchy. Uh, so they had the, the regular drummer, and then they had like the side drummer so that if he messed up or got like out of whack, he could just stop and the drums wouldn't have to stop. Uh, and this is the way that they do it. And it's a beautiful picture of discipleship. These, these young kids are just like, Hey, you want to learn an instrument? Okay, come on. Uh, yeah, you want to play a camp this year? Let's do it. And they're like, Oh my goodness. And they're growing and they're learning and it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, we saw, uh, we'd go to our room. So we stay in this, uh, like center. It was an old mafia hotel that they've transformed into this amazing meeting center. And, uh, I don't know why they like to put us on the top floor, I guess. So we can walk up, you know, seven flights of stairs to our room. There's no elevator. So you just got to walk all the way up, you know, and then down and then up and then down. And so, when you go up to your room, you know, you, they're like stairs this way and then you go on a little thing and then you do stairs this way and then you go on a little thing and every floor, uh, th- there's just youth everywhere, you know? So they're always like, they'll practice their English when you walk by. Hello, Ashley. And I'll say, Cześć. Uh, so they, they teach me Polish. I teach them English. And, uh, but in the evenings, sometimes during the day, during the free time, there was one level where the worship team was staying. And uh, they'd be out in this little tiny area, and they'd have all the instruments out, and they'd just, like, pull kids in and be like, sit down, <laughs> we're teaching you the bass, you know? So, like, we, we walked by one time, there's, like, four kids out with guitars, and we're like, are you teaching them? They're like, yeah, we're teaching them how to play, they're going to be on the worship team, and uh, it, was, it was amazing. We actually got the joy of watching uh, one of our sweet little girls, Natalia, play the bass for the first time uh, on the last day of camp. She's been learning. She, I talked to her. She said, I've only, I only started in January of this year. And I was so nervous. I was like, girl, you rocked it. It was awesome. And she's like this big, you know, and her, her bass guitar was like this big. And she was like just this little bitty thing. And she was just rocking it. Uh, and it was so awesome. And they just... What they do is they not only disciple them on how to train instrument, on how to play an instrument, they disciple them on how to worship. Like these kids just have something contagious. I have to tell you, I have this image ingrained in my mind. It will never leave me as long as I live of a little kid named Machik. He's not so little anymore. He's getting big. Last year he was trying the drums. This year. He's playing the ukulele for worship. It was different. You know, we heard him Sunday morning. He gets out the little ukulele. You know, he's a pretty big guy now. 
He's got this little ukulele. He's playing it on Sunday morning, and it kind of adds a different sound to worship. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But there was one night when the worship just broke out in this amazing way. And I will will never forget watching Machik with his little tiny ukulele. (laughs) He is singing his heart out just... I mean, you can see it all over his face. He's just singing with every fiber in his being. And he is strumming that ukulele and playing the strings off of that thing. Like, if all I get to be is the ukulele player on the worship team, I'm going to do it with everything I have. I'm telling you, the amount of worship coming out of this kid with his little ukulele was, I can't even describe it. It was just amazing. Like, I was just standing there watching, and he's like going to town on it, man. I didn't even know you could strum anything that fast. He's just like, that ukulele's just going, 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 and he's singing with everything he has. And I thought, that's a picture of worship. It's a picture of discipleship happening to say, you want to try the ukulele? <laughs> the drums aren't working out for you. Let's let's try the ukulele because that's okay. And this kid said, that's fine. I'll play anything if I can worship. Man, I'm telling you, something powerful is on their worship. Something powerful, and it's gripping the heart's of young people. You know, in Poland, it's, it's really different than here. The, the, uh, religious climate is very different. Uh, it's very heavy Catholic and not like Catholic here, like really not, not good Catholic. And so these kids come from all over and some of them are the only Christian in their family, the only Christian in their school. One of three Christians in their village. It's just, it's so different than what we know. And so they come and they, they begin to, to see the, this young group of kids leading worship and it ignites something in their heart. And they go, we didn't know you could worship like this. This is awesome. And they just give themselves to the worship of God in a way that's amazing. The two kids that you saw in the, in the video that I mentioned earlier that are just going after it, man, they were just precious souls new to the camp this year. They just moved to Poland a year and a half ago from the Ukraine. Poland right now has a lot of people coming in from the Ukraine and these kids were awesome. They spoke Ukrainian. They've been in Polish, Poland for a year and a half. They're fluent in Polish. They know Russian. One of them knows a little bit of Dutch. They knew English so they could talk with us. And, uh, I mean, that just makes you go, what am I doing with my life? Um, But these kids, man, they just lit up. They just lit up. I mean, I was like, Swabak, who are these kids? You know, you know, when you just see the spirit of God on somebody and you're like, I don't know what's on them, but they've got it. And I'm like, Swabak, who are these kids? He's like, I don't know. They're here for the first time. He's, they're from the Ukraine. They have good churches there. That's what he (laughs) That's what he told me. So I'm like thinking, okay, these are church kids. They're just, they've just been around the culture of worship. When they got up and shared that they'd never worshiped before, you could have pushed me over. I was so surprised. But what's happening in Poland, especially that we're watching is just 
worship is drawing young people in. It's, it's unlocking their hearts to the things of God in a way that's amazing. They're just, they will just go for it. And when they get around other young people who are willing to worship, man, it gives them permission to just go for it. And so we're excited to just watch what happens. You know, when we were there, there was just like this holy sense of like, these kids could change the region. Like, these kids could birth something in Europe that would bring revival through worship. I mean, it's like that holy. It's not just like, like everybody could do that, right? We could say that about all kinds of people that love Jesus. Man, there's something on your life and you have the power to do it. No, it's like, if you guys want to, I think, I think that God is saying you can. <laughs> like, like, I look at these kids and I go, what are you going to do for God? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? I think they have everything in them. And there's something on them that I feel like they could just release a movement in their area. Uh, and we're hungry to see that. I, I believe they're going to do it. Um, so that was really good. So that's kind of just the worship and discipleship thing that I saw. I'm going to share one more thing with you and then I'll pass it off to pastor John. Uh, this, this trip was really different, uh, for us. You know, I've gone so many years, but this one was so different. And part of, uh, it was, Part of it was just, there was just really sweet connection with people. And, you know, I think it's a principle that we can use here too. I've had relationships with these people for 12 years, some of them. And we connect year after year, you know, so there's always a little bit added to it. But this year, it was like making yourself available for a little extra conversation opened the door to connection that I've never had before. And it was incredible. We had, we had a time with a young couple there uh, that helps with the camp and they speak a little bit of English. His English is pretty good and hers is, is, is pretty good too. Uh, not as good as his. And, uh, you know, we had talked around the table. So every night, this is the way, this is the way it goes down. After a full day of youth camp, you go sit around the table with all the leaders and you drink hot tea and you eat cake. And they all speak Polish, so you just sit there and listen to them until someone's ready to speak English to you. Uh, and so we, we'd have all these interesting discussions and John and I learned a lot more Polish this trip because there was no other English speakers with us. And, uh, and so we had had like this discussion and conversation about things of God, visions and, you know, how you share this and how you minister, whatever. We had had just this little thing and that was fun. And we were like, oh man, that's cool that we're t- kind of talking about deep things. But then what happened was this couple, we, we just made ourselves available to them and we got to spend, I mean, what was it? 15 minutes. It wasn't even a long time, but they began to ask us questions and we began to just mentor them and speak life and, and give them wisdom as they're new in some of the spiritual things. And it was amazing. Like they just feel so connected to us and we just let them in just a little bit more. We just had a conversation, an extra conversation. It was really just sweet. And I just feel like it was like that just with all these people around us, just John and I just being able to hang out and and just kind of create some deeper connections with these people. And, you know, we can do that here. You can have a connection with someone, but you'd be amazed when you make yourself just a little bit more available to really listen. 
to really hear, to really like, I heard it in that conversation that you personally had a question about that. Tell me about that. Rather than just leaving the question alone. It opens the door for deeper connection. Same thing with my sweet little Natalia. She, uh, I, I met her for the first time when she was like two and a half. And we would go and we would do a children's club. And I remember the first time I met her, it was Saturday morning. And, uh, and she sat on my lap the whole time during the children's club. She just like adopted me. It was just like, you are my person. And, uh, and she would sit in my lap and she would whisper I, something in Polish. She would whisper, you know, in Polish. And I would just whisper back to her in English. I would just like declare truth over her and tell her how loved she was. And she didn't know what I was saying and I didn't know what she was saying, but it was the sweetest whispers you could ever imagine in your life. And that's how our relationship started. We just like had this bond, right? And so every year I come and she shows up with presents for me and she's always making something and doing something. And every year she's like, I just want to spend time with you. I just love you. And this was her first year to be in youth. She's finally gotten to the youth group. And, uh, and so I got to see her all week. I got to talk with her. Her English is getting better and better. And the last day you line up, it's like they should be playing friends or friends forever. And everybody hugs you on the way out and they cry, you know, and you're just standing at the door and you hug them all. And they're like, oh, I love you. And, uh, and so she just comes up to me. Her dad was going to be late to get her. And she, she just wanted me to hold her. So I just held her just like she was when she was three, except for she's bigger now. And she just laid her head on my chest forever while I hugged all the kids. And she finally said, would you come to my room with me? And I said, sure. And, you know, it's so hard. The language thing is hard. So you're like always trying. She's trying. I'm trying. Uh, And we go up to her room. She has a Polaroid camera. She's like, I just need a picture. So she took a picture, and she's like, can I give you one, too? And so we took another one. She gave me a little Polaroid, and, you know, we waved him and waited for him to come up. And I I just asked her how the camp was. And I I brought her a little necklace that was a heart because I just felt like God was going to do special things in her heart. So I was telling her about that and encouraging her on the bass, you know, like, oh, man, I'm so glad I got to see you the first time you played. And she said... Ashley, you're like my second mom. You're like, you're like my mom too. I don't remember how she said it. And you know, you're just trying not to cry because you're like, that's like the deepest honor you could ever say. And I was like, yeah, your mom from America. She's like, yeah, you're my American mom. I was like, I'm so glad. Now you have a Polish mom and an American mom. I'll be your mom. And so it was just precious. You know, it was just that extra. Again, I was in her room for 15 minutes. But it was giving somebody the 15 minutes to allow them to talk. And, and that's hard. You know, sometimes here that's easy. Not for all of you who don't like talking to people. But, but sometimes in Polish... It's easier just to love with a hug and give gifts because the language is hard. It's hard to communicate for them and for me. 
Uh, and so it takes a lot of work and taking the extra 15 minutes with all these people that I took extra 15 minutes with. And it was a challenge. You know, we're trying to find, I'm trying to describe their, I say a word, they're like, I don't know what you're saying. So you think of a way to describe it so that they do understand what you're saying. It, it was a challenge. But those extra 15 minutes with all these people, man, it just filled my heart to a new, uh, to, to a new level. It put words to to feelings on both sides that we've never shared before. We knew, you know, you kind of know they're there, but for her to just take that time, come to my room. I want to tell you, you're like my second mom, my American mom. I love you, you know, and just taking the time to, to again, just speak life over her and declare truth into her life and encourage her as a mom would and say, I'm so proud of you. I got to see you play the bass today for the first time. You're awesome. I'm, I love you. Uh, you know, it was, it was sweet. And so our t- I could share story after story of so many more people, but those are two uh, of just what it means to take a little bit more time with people, to not be so busy and to not pull away because of awkwardness or hard communication, but to just make yourself available to people will really open the door for deeper connection. And that's really what we experienced this year. It was really precious. All right. Wow, you left me 10 minutes, babe. Thanks. (laughs) I'll share quick. So I did want to read one scripture. I read this last night right before I was going to to sleep. Uh, And it just reminded me. Um, it's from Acts chapter 2. And verse 17 says this, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. You know, of course, we're a spirit-filled church. We we believe all that. Uh, but it was just really, as my wife said earlier, as we watched the video and stuff uh, and heard the testimony, just so many of the kids had visions. And here's the deal. We, we have visions here. You know what, what we call it in our church? We call it, I had a picture. And it's just a moving picture. That's all the vision is, is a moving picture. Maybe God shows you a picture that's not moving. That's a vision. It's just not moving. Uh, if it starts to move, then that's that's a vision uh, from the Lord. And uh, it doesn't make you any more spiritual or less spiritual if you have them or you don't. It just means you're encountering God. You're You're having something from heaven come to earth. Just like we were singing, we want heaven to come to earth. And so uh, it was just so phenomenal that I was reminded, I was like, oh, God, that's what you were doing. You were pouring out your spirit on those young people. You were just doing what you said you would do. I'm going to do this. God, God's going to do what he, he's going to do. And we get to participate to whatever level we want to participate in. Uh, he just kind of brings us along. That's kind of how how we felt. Uh, we ministered. We preached. We did all kinds of stuff. Uh, they had a guest speaker there. If you saw him, the dude with the, the sweet looking mustache that really did like go up here and curl. I mean, uh, his name was Matuish Stefanski, uh, which is Matthew, uh, 
Matthew in English. Um, and he is a interesting guy and he's running the largest Christian youth conference in all of Poland. They're expecting thousands of kids and young people this year to show up in some other region, in the northern region of Poland. Uh, but he was speaking at this camp, so he was there for two days and uh, gave some gave some strong words and stuff. And so uh, just all that stuff going on. Uh, so it was, a, it was a powerful camp, probably one, one of the best uh, I've ever been a part of. Uh, if you remember us telling our testimony from about two years ago where we had just like this amazing outpouring, we were, we were like 97% there. I mean, if we weren't right there, it was, it was, it was so close, but it was different. It was rather than us just laying hands on people and stuff happening, it was more of the time where God's just doing it. You know, when I spoke, uh, the only night I spoke at youth camp, I spoke in the morning too, but, uh, I had, uh, Wednesday night, and so I only had one shot, so I did three sermons. <laughs> so, I mean, I had I had three different things on my heart, so there's one thing that God, I shared real quickly, and then I was, it was interesting, I was preaching on David, and so right before I had all the stuff, I'm ready to preach on David. <clears throat> and uh, then I looked at that passage in First Samuel 16, where David goes and plays the harp before Saul, and it says when he played that the evil spirit would leave Saul. In other words, there was just the the anointing of worship. I was like, oh man, we need to. I didn't, we're gonna we're gonna just gonna pray tonight. I'm like, I think God, you want to pray for those who are called to sing or play an instrument for you. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure that's the Lord. And so we we get up, and the one song they sing is this. They sing this old song called "I Could Sing of Your Love Forever." Uh, if you've been in church a while, you remember it. We, we, it's one of those ones that you just wore out in the nineties. I could sing of your love forever. Uh, and they sing it in Polish. And immediately I thought of a young man that we mentored in Austin named John David Vasquez. And it took me right back to the moment. The first time we had him come up and play the guitar at youth worship band, which was my brother and me and then John that day was the song. Guess what song he played first? I could sing of your love forever. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Lord, you're just doing this amazing stuff. So we, so we said, who, who feels called to sing or play or whatever? You may not even have touched an instrument. So all these kids stand up. And we're just, we just pray, you know, we're just like, okay, God, do what you want to do. You said you wanted to do something. So just, just do that. And, you know, as I was preparing my message, you know, I had this thing on going to David, and then I, I was like, "You just need to preach the same message that Louis Giglio preaches from the the giant message." In other words, Jesus is the one to kill your giants, not you. And uh, I was like, "This is what I literally said to the Lord as I was praying." I mean, all afternoon I was praying in the Spirit, studying a little bit in between the nap or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> I'm like, "God, that's not even my message." <laughs> I mean, I literally said that. I said, God, that's somebody else's message. And there didn't seem to be a response from heaven at that point. So, <laughs> you know, when God doesn't respond, it just means, hey, I already said what I need to say. So take it or leave it there, pal. Uh, 
So I was like, okay. I said, you know what? Who cares? I don't even care. It doesn't matter. I don't have to bring my own message. So, uh, you know, we talk a little bit about David. And then I said, just let me tell you something about David. So I'm like, this is Louis Giglio's message. You don't even know who he is, but let me just give him credit. This is not for me. Uh, but I just briefly share uh, about God being the one to fight and conquer your giants. Basically, that David is a type of Jesus. Go look it up online. What is it? Goliath must fall. If you want to hear a really good message from Louis Giglio. Um, and so we invite all the kids up there and, uh, oh, it was, it was just powerful. It was just, you know, it was one of those times, you know, I, I don't know if you, if you're, you're familiar with this, but sometimes you get caught and you do the same things over and over again. So you're like, okay, we're going to have the altar call. And then the kids are going to come up, and then we're going to bring up all the leaders, and we're going to all start praying for them, and then God's going to do amazing stuff, you know. People are going to get touched by God and cry or fall down or whatever. They're going to have visions, whatever it is. And it was just like, we got to that point, point. it was like, I was standing up there, every single kid came forward, the whole camp was up front. And... uh that's what happens when we preach somebody else's message. <laughs> so awesome. So so we're just up there, and I'm just like, and I just had this thought. I was like, God, you just do it. I don't I don't want to touch these kids. I don't want to pray. I don't I don't want to I don't want to do anything, God. And uh, so I just said, Hey, do you just you just begin to pray to God? You just begin to thank him. Just be, begin say, you know, Jinkuya, Jinkuya, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so they begin to they begin to just offer up thanks. And so we're just up there just kinda like I'm just praising God and I've got Peter, you know, our faithful translator there. And, so, and then all of a sudden Peter just starts singing. <laughs> he just started singing in Polish, of course. Uh, I could hear few of the words here and there, you know, I'm starting to pick up a few here, Pani or Panu is Lord in some form of it, and uh, all this stuff, uh, what is pray, uh, glory is, is Fawa, Fawa, and so uh, it just begins to happen, and so, you know, we, we just kind of, you know, I just like, well, I'm I'm just up here, you know, I'm just up here with you, I'm not trying to do anything or lead anything, and so Peter starts singing out, and uh, man, it's just like the presence of God is there. And so then I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm really done up here. So I handed off to Swavik, and I thought I was thinking, oh, man, we should just go right back into worship. I'm like, I'm just gonna let him do whatever he wants to do. And so Swavik comes up, and uh, for those of you that don't know, he's the one with the blonde hair that was hugging the statues and stuff. Uh, and uh, he says. I think we need to keep singing. And so they bring the worship team back up, and boom, it's just like, boom, just the explosion. Like we were just there for, I think it was at least an hour and a half, where it's just like, just worship in the presence of God. Uh, you know, we're, we're just personally having things happen. Swabic shared a brief exhortation. My wife has this amazing encounter with God and just different things. We're all just, it's just us and God. I mean, it was so awesome. It wasn't like, I'm praying for all these kids and this amazing stuff is happening. No, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just watching. I'm just enjoying being a part of it. It's so, so amazing. And so at some point, finally, somebody said, Hey, if you 
want to go, you want to go. I mean, the worship team kept going. Like we, some of us are like out eating cake <laughs> and they're still in there. They're still in there just going. They're just worshiping. Just like till at that point, it was like 11 o'clock at night. I mean, we started at seven. And so, uh, I was done preaching at nine or eight thirty to nine or something. So, I mean, it was just like just this ongoing thing. So later on that night, I jump on Facebook and some of you may have already seen this and that's, that's okay if you had, but I just want to read what Peter, our translator wrote. Uh, and he's a minister too. He's not just a translator. Uh, he's, he's a pastor. He's on staff at the church there. Uh, great, great guy. Uh, and he says this. Because I, I was like, man, I think there's something really amazing going on, but I'm not seeing anything. I'm not hearing anything from the Lord. Uh, and he says, supernatural sound of whisper. It is my annual honor to translate at the camp that our church organizes for the youth. Uh, it says, this year with the preaching of John and Ashley Wymore, this evening there was a message preached by John about killing the giants in our lives. He said that we are not the one to do it, but Jesus is the one who's already done it for us. And then in there was an, okay, I'm translating from English Polish here. And then there was an altar call and almost 52 years came to the front asking God to kill their giants. There were various names for the giants like fear, anger, other people's approval. And then it happened. As they whispered their prayers to God, I saw angels joining and surrounding us. In that powerful moment when young people were honestly confessing their struggles to God, their prayers broke the spiritual atmosphere. I've never felt such a power in a whispered prayer. It was an out-of-this-world experience. With all eyes closed, I felt like those whispers mixed with the rustling of angels' wings. Then I saw how those giants are turning into debris and then into dust, and teenagers were set free to dance before the Lord. It was time to finish the meeting, but nobody wanted to leave. And for another hour and a half, we worshiped like never before. Uh, I'm on the second picture. No, it was not another singing time with everybody waiting. When will it be over? It was extraordinary immersion in the presence of the father who was waiting for his children to come and sit in his lap again. Tears rolled down the cheeks, knees bowed, and teens jumped up and down in a freshly experienced freedom. In a very vivid vision, he was having them too. I saw how our words of praise were building a surrounding wall that reached the heavens. And then at the very end of the wall, there, there it was, open heaven. There's an incredible power when you just whisper your honest prayer to God. It breaks the atmosphere. It kills the giants in your life. It sets you free. It allows you to see open heaven. And he said, I can't wait to see what God does tomorrow. And so, you know, the next night, just another amazing encounter with with the Lord. My wife preached a, this commissioning message, and then Swabit got up and preached like a little exhortation, a, a call to repentance. Oh, man, and then we were all just on our faces. Like she had us all write something down, and we came up. And it, again, it was just the worship team just came up, and they're just playing the same song over again. Uh, which is yours alone is the glory. To you alone will I bow before something like that. And so it's a song that's on the video, little slideshow just over and over again. And we're just there for, 
I don't know how long we were there. It's just when you just have those moments where it's just a God moment. And I had gone more toward the front area at some point, and it was just like I could just hear the words just flowing over me. And so at some point, I mean, I was, you, you know, when you're 42, you can't kneel as long as you could before. So I don't know how long I was like, you know, in this, this scrunched up kneeling position. So I'm like, I need to like stretch my legs out, you know, and do the, the old man lay flat on your face thing. Um, you know, that way you, you know, your leg doesn't lock up. And so I, as I did that, I was, I just kind of glanced back. Every kid was on their face. Everybody was on, on the ground. Oh, it was just, just one of those holy moments that you'll never forget where you just, where you just hear the sound and you see, you're like, oh God, why am I here? <laughs> you, you don't really need me, do you? <laughs> so thank you for letting me be a part of this. And, uh, anyway, we could tell you more stories. I'm going to close it off there. <clears throat> uh, if you want to hear more stories, then, uh, we can go to lunch or breakfast or dinner or something. So, uh, but just thank you for praying. Uh, it was definitely one of those times where I, we really believe like there, there are some kids there. It's like when the Ukrainian kids show up, you're like that speak Russian that are living in Poland. And you're like, who is this? Who are these kids going to touch? Are, are they going to end up in Russia? Are they going to end up? Back in the Ukraine, are they going to stay in Poland? Are they going somewhere else in Europe? Because obviously they can learn any language they want. So it doesn't matter. God will send them wherever. You know, you just, where you, you don't know who's in that room and you're getting a chance just to give a little bit of encouragement, uh, you know, give a little bit of truth to, give a little bit of the word of God to and, and see where God takes them. It's just such, such an honor. And so, uh, you know, just know that when you sow into something, you never know what it's going to become. And so, um, you know, just pray for, pray for a movement of young people in our, in our nation. Uh, we need, we need a movement of young people in our nation. Uh, there's no reason that you shouldn't be leading us in worship and I shouldn't be right here. And so maybe that's my fault. I'm not saying it is or isn't. Uh, but just, there's, there's no reason God can't do amazing things here. And so continue to believe for that. Um, and thank you for, your prayers and your love and taking care of everything while we're gone, whatever that was that needed to be taken care of. Uh, so we love you all. And uh, they send their love from Poland. They love our church. Uh, they're, they're thankful for us. Uh, and pray if God's calling you to go to missions, whether that's to Poland next year uh, or some other place. You know, Let him send you where you need to go. So, Father, we just honor you today. We bless you. We're in awe of you, Jesus. Help us to stay in a place where we're just we're just humble. Lord, I know I I I continue to need to be humbled, and so thank you for continuing to do that, Lord. Because you know when we are when we're low, then you can be lifted high, and so uh, we choose to to honor you and humble ourselves at your feet, Jesus, to know that you're the King, you're the Lord, and we celebrate what you're doing. God, pour out your Spirit in Poland, Lord. Let let these young people from this area all over the place, Lord, let them become all that they were created to be. Uh, 
Lord, let them rise from the <coughs> from the ashes of the the Iron Curtain and and the the horrific history, uh, the oppression that has come upon their nation. God, thank you that they're they're being lifted up above that uh, in your presence. Lord, they're being released to joy. They're being released to freedom. They're being released to to go to a new place. God, I thank you that this generation, Lord, this is the first generation that's grown up that didn't that wasn't a kid when when communism was there. God, I thank you, Lord, that this new generation uh, will have an ear uh, toward the Spirit of God. And we declare, Lord, that nothing will stand against your purposes in this nation and beyond. Lord, that you have called them to amazing things, God, and we are honored to join in and sow the seeds and water the soil and allow you to make the growth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all, and uh, come see us if you got some more questions or want to see some more pictures, and uh, we'll share as much as we can.